What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Party people, this is Mr. V of Confessions of a Curly Mind, broadcasting through Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Right, the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Cosmic, Cosmic Radio. Twisted Soul. Futuristica Radio. You're listening to the Blue and Green podcast, and I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com. Welcome, friends. You're tuned into another episode of the Blue in Green podcast. My name's Imran. Thank you very much for your time and your company uh, for our show today. Uh, we have such an exciting show. Uh, we'll talk about it momentarily. A quick reminder, firstly, that the Blue in Green podcast runs in conjunction with Blue in Green Radio, the online internet radio station that uh, broadcasts from London and uh, showcases shows from around the whole wide world. Uh, so we've got some great, great... Um, Uh, Exclusive content from uh, Denver, Colorado, Melbourne, Australia, London in the UK, Bournemouth in the UK, Paris, France, uh, San Jose, California, Niigata, Japan. Uh, We have uh, a great, great lineup of uh, presenters and DJs that are committed to our discovery of independent uh, soul, jazz, funk and R&B music. So we'd love you to check us out at blueingreenradio.com where you'll find our radio stream as well as the full backlist catalogue of our podcast episodes uh, plus lots of reviews and interviews etc etc so yeah um, feel free to check us out online uh, we'd love to uh, to connect with you guys um, uh, our episode today episode 100 of the blue and green podcast no less uh, let's applaud it <laughs> yes let's applaud it uh, episode 100 sees us talking to an incredible artist uh for me, a long time coming. I've been a fan of her music for a few years now, and we've had sort of contact in that in and around that time when singles have been released. So, having the opportunity to sit down properly and have a great conversation with uh, uh, singer, songwriter, producer Leona Berlin uh, regarding the the release of her second, her sophomore album, uh, Change, currently scheduled for 26th of November 2021. Um, I'd like to encourage you all to check out her Bandcamp page at leonaberlin.bandcamp.com you'll find um, as well as the album change you'll find up a great run up of singles that kind of have fallen between this album and her debut self-titled album which came out in 2018 uh, change is is a wonderful wonderful project and um, it's bolstered by just some some great singles as we um we discuss in the show today there is who you are there is too good um and uh, a couple of others that were sort of made in around that time uh so yeah the Bandcamp page is just a veritable uh, candy land of great uh kind of r&b and neo soul inspired music that you're just going to have a great time checking out so uh we have the opportunity to sit and talk with uh, leona berlin about the debut album about just her processes we talk about what that quarantine uh, kind of lifestyle was like at the outset for everyone it was it varies doesn't it from immeasurably uh, con- uh, constructive and creative to uh, sometimes just it doesn't connect so we kind of have a really great conversation about 
life at varying ends of those scales um, and I guess more pertinently the brand new album Change which is again a brilliant brilliant release so uh, this is a great episode and I'd love for you guys to check it out uh, regular listeners of the podcast know we feature two songs per episode our guest features um our closing number uh, but i have the luxury of picking our opening one and this was one of those shows where <laughs> i could pick like seven or eight songs to kind of introduce it we talk about some songs from her opening album which i would love to have, have, have placed here there are some singles uh, including high life with cedric perry that i'm just besotted with uh, there's a great song called cage which came out uh, the previous year i believe um however my my introduction to uh, uh, Leona Berlin, if anyone has, is unfamiliar uh, with her incredible talent, is uh, album single Too Good. Uh, it is such a great, great, great song and a really brilliant introduction to the album. So I think it's a it's a good pick, and that's what I'm going to go with. So we're going to have her track Too Good, and following that, we'll go straight in to our conversation with the brilliant Leona Berlin. Uh, thank you very much all. I hope you enjoy the show and we'll check out uh, the brand new album Change uh, from our guest today, Leona Berlin. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. You've been losing your ambition, moving with the speed of the crowd. It was soon that something's missing, looking for the profound As you're riding through the city
This must be really exciting time uh, for you right now. You're kind of on the verge of of, of album number two. I mean, uh, well, I guess before we uh, look at me, keen to jump straight in. Firstly, <laughs> I should say, like, how, like how, how, from where where you are, you're in Germany right now. How how yeah. are things over there? Are you in a in a in a situation where you're free of restrictions, or are you kind of still having to adhere to certain things? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's changing a lot. I have to say. Um, right now the numbers go up again. So, um, so we are still kind of free of restrictions, but it's, um, yeah, it's changing and you actually never know if, I mean, especially right now and in the past one or two weeks, you actually never know when the next thing, um, is Mm -hmm. going to happen. So right now people say there's going to be a new lockdown for everybody. Oh no. The, the the not vaccinated people have a lot of restrictions already going wow. on right now, so there's there's a kind of separation happening, and mm. yeah, I I see that very critically. I don't like that development because I don't think that um, it's a good idea to you know to push separation upon a society. Yeah. It does yeah. introduce that kind of two-tier system, doesn't it, of the people that have done it and people that totally. haven't. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really difficult. It is. It is a difficult situation, I guess, because you want to obviously respect um, and that freedom of, of, of choice. But then if, you know, I don't know, not to get political in any way, but obviously yeah. if you accept that this is out there and it spreads, then obviously, you know, those restrictions are there to help. But then you just go around in this strange circle of, you know, why I'm allowed yeah. not to do it. And, but, you know, I it's, don't know what the way around it is. It's very difficult. Yeah, I don't know either. It's so difficult. And I don't want to be in a position of a politician right now. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. making such decisions is really hard, I think. And they try to do their best, but still, um, no matter what they do, there are people who are not satisfied with their decisions, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really don't want to swap roles right now. Yeah, and also, it's it's also, I think Germany is especially, um, I mean, I don't know exactly how how it is in other countries, but I've heard that um, this division thing is not not as bad in other countries as in Germany. Um, But somehow here in Germany, it happened that um, there's a lot of pressure to get vaccinated. So a lot of people just uh, are skeptical just because of the fact that there's so much pressure put upon them. And it's a really, um, you know, people try to push the unvaxxed mm. people to get vaccinated, but then right. they react against that, understandably, yeah. and it's it's heating up. And it's it's really, um, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly see how um, this will solve. But I hope so. You know, yeah. I hope people st- stick together and um, don't let you know um, don't don't become too ideolo- ideological. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, how how was that period of uh, uh, well, I guess last year, sort of more specifically of that that time where you've had to stay at home and not be able to do the things that you 
you know would like to do whether you Mm -hmm. know uh, performing and uh and touring and recording and stuff like that you know you've got this extended period at home How, how was that from a creative kind of perspective was it sort of time that you embraced and was really really productive or were you were you did you find yourself stuck and not able to kind of create in the way you normally would Mm -hmm. yeah it was a a mix of both um it was a very different than normal that that is for sure um and for me it was especially different because um right before the lockdown um I had a really intense phase. There was this um, this single with Snoop Dogg I put out last yeah. year, and um, there were two remixes of it, and it was uh, so much organization and so much. Um, it was so time consuming mm-hmm. and so intense um, that when lockdown hit, it was exactly that time um, when all that intense, you know, Snoop Dogg song thing <laughs> was done. And then um, these two moments came together, you know, me being able to breathe out and relax a little bit, but then the, lo- the lockdown at the same time. Right. And that pulled me down to the very ground, to be honest. So yeah. I, I really, um, um, I, I relaxed, but it was almost like I had no inspiration at all, like to do, wow. to do anything. I had... Um, I didn't want to watch a movie. I didn't want to to do something fun. Like it was just the air was totally out. So <laughs> so I went down that um that rabbit hole for a while. Um and I really I allowed me that. Hmm. Mm. And then I finally found some inspiration back after like 3 weeks or so. But Man, it was I a really it. it was a really um kind of dull phase it was it was weird i couldn't uh, really relate to that because i hadn't had that before um but it felt like i don't know maybe being on the brink of you know a bad direction mm. like not having any inspiration any any um you know power to do something yeah is that uh, is that how, is that considerably different to say normal you know so pre last year pre-quarantine sort of thing are you normally very like bursting with ideas are you normally constantly creating or do you have those periods of like nothing's happening I mean yeah of course everybody has that I think um so I have those periods of nothing is happening as well but but this is usually uh for a couple of days at the most and and this time it was like two three or even four weeks I can't remember exactly but it was a really long time it felt really long to me Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned so much from that, that the main thing I took from that was that, you know, that trust that built when I was, um, so uninspired, I still knew that, um, if I leave it and if I allow myself that, um, the inspiration will come back and there's mm-hmm. no, there's no way of forcing, you know, so I, yeah. I had to give myself that space and to allow it to go through difficult emotions maybe um and then i was back with new fresh inspiration and it was authentic mm-hmm. so and then i started to create a lot and then i really could use this time and i was really appreciate appreciative of it yeah uh because you know there weren't much there weren't many events to disturb my creative flow right 
that's encouraging to hear though that you kind of just being open about the fact and that you had that sort of difficulty and I, I, it's kind of a cool phrase that in terms of you just allowed it you know because obviously that could in of itself could be a source of panic and anxiety yeah. the fact that you're unable to do it and you're trying and it's not working and then you get worse down this kind of panic <laughs> kind of thing so you're right allowing it and just like it it is this is what it is and it needs to ride itself yeah. out and that's kind of a, a cool way of looking at it yeah you know it felt like I I'm I'm at a point of decision between going down a downward spiral mm. or um observing it and then not being pulled further down that it felt like that right and and also it was funny because many people talked about like this this lockdown down <laughs> you know right um about not feeling a lot of inspiration and stuff um and i i didn't have that before so i was like okay um maybe i'm not a, not as affected by it um but then it came and i was like okay yeah it's hitting me as well <laughs> yeah um i i suppose it's it's surprising i guess considering how how hard you you do it does appear that you're kind of constantly working i guess your first album is out from 2018 and yeah. there's been such a steady flow of singles that have come out between now and then in the run up to album number two. So uh -huh. um, it's it's it kind of incredible. The album, I guess, I, I mean this respectfully. Um, the second album seems, I guess, overdue, considering mm -hmm. the amount of music you've actually had out in the run up to it. Yeah, it's crazy. I felt it's so much. It's it's really overdue to to put an album out there because, you know, the first um, idea was to put a lot of singles out there, which I did, mm. but then it it feels kind of unsatisfying after a while to right. just put out some, you know, single pieces, right. you know, um, because yeah, you know, I want to, to create a bigger thing than just one song. So um, I really had the urge to put that album out there. And I also, I wanted to do it for a long time. Actually, I wanted to put it out last year, same right. time, mm. but um but yeah, but different things changed and it wasn't working. So I um, sure. I had to postpone it and postpone it. And um, now it's finally at the time. It I'm was, really happy. So the, and you should be. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful project. But but the singles Thank that you. you had out were they were they intended to be in the run up to the album, or were you? As I think you almost hinted that they were just supposed to be singles in of themselves. Was there a, a concept of leading to the album, or were they just supposed to be? Here's a song I've done. It's great. I'm going to put it out, and that would be the end of that project. It, it was a mix again. It was like um, okay, here I have a couple of songs, and. There were a couple of songs that that really didn't uh, fit together perfectly as an mm -hmm. album sound, so um, I decided to put uh, one song out after another, and um, I wasn't, you know, with the, with the thought that some of them are going to be on the album as well. Right. Um, but I didn't decide yet which ones are going to be on the album, and that uh, that decision only happened um, in the end of last year. Um. Yeah, and for example, one song that I already put out last year is going to be on the album, but I didn't communicate it that way because I didn't know yet. <laughs> it's Feminine Energy, that song. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great song. That's one I wanted to talk to you about uh, a little oh, later, you. I guess. But it's a, yeah. it's a great, it's a, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful song. But um, I, for, um, I guess you, 
what you just said about sort of singles versus albums it reminds me of a conversation i had recently and i forget the name of the label but uh-huh. the artist that recorded for them was they were very in support of of the label's ideology that albums aren't worth making anymore that's that the thing yeah that went crazy, in, right? yeah it, that's exactly it you know that um I was thinking about as well, and I worked with a manager back then. He he was um, he had that opinion as well, and I was like, I was thinking back and forth, you know. So I tried this single strategy, but mm. yeah, but as I said, yeah, after a while, it's really unsatisfying. So I think I have to. I think my strategy right now is to put albums out there. I, I definitely want to keep doing that. Um, but maybe, um, still at the same time, put singles out there yeah, and combine it in a way that makes sense, you know? Yeah. But just yeah. having singles, that's not, that, that doesn't fulfill me. <laughs> I like that. It's great. It's a great phrase in terms of it's, it's sort of unsatisfying and unfulfilling. I completely agree. I'm holding, uh, right now your 2018 fantastic uh, self-titled debut record I have the yeah, holding the CD in front of me it's such a great great yeah. piece of work how do you so how much. do you look back at it uh, it's what three three odd years how do you when you look back at it are you kind of like um yeah that's that's it's perfect are you kind of like oh there's things I'd like to change or how do you kind of look back at that album now yeah that's an interesting question so um I mean a lot of things have happened since then and and have changed and that's also a reason part of the reason i call my my uh, current album change right um but yeah i would say um my first album is perfect in and of itself it's exactly the way i was back then and it's exactly it, it pictures the way i was um producing and singing back then and writing mm. music back then um i put my, all, everything into it so um I think it's it's just um um you know a thing that works in and yeah. of itself but also in retrospect I have to say that um the circumstances were such back then that I had to push really hard to to make it the way I wanted it. So um so I think in some of the songs you kind of hear that um that a kind of perfectionism okay to you know um which which i still have i i would consider myself a perfectionist um totally <laughs> uh, but i've learned to let go of it at the right point uh points right more so um back then i was uh, a little bit more into that and that was even pushed further because i had to be overly perfection perfectionistic because of the people around me who wanted to change it in some ways that I didn't want to. Um, I worked with a label back then and mm. um, yeah. And now it's um, that the past three years, I would say um, I could develop a little bit, a looser um, approach, you know, to producing and writing. Yeah. And it sounds, it's a little bit more mature right now, a little bit more open and, yeah, flowing. Yeah, but I, mean, I but I still to 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 say that again. I still um, I'm a hundred percent happy with the album from 2018. I I wouldn't change it at all. Basically, oh, it's it's just from that time. It's perfect. That's that's wonderful to hear. I mean, even just from a 
a production credits kind of perspective, I mean, you, you've you seem to have retained an incredible amount of control from writing and producing. Um, it's it it's must be you know they must have. I appreciate you are saying about there were certain challenges still, but they've they clearly put a lot of faith into you mm-hmm. um, and for that album, which must be really uh, encouraging. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a mixed bag as well, mm. um, like everything. <laughs> so. I was really happy with the people I worked with, yeah. but at the same time, um, I also felt that I hadn't, I, I didn't get the whole trust. I didn't get a hundred percent trust right? So, um, because I, I didn't uh, release anything before that, you know, so it was my very first release okay. and, um, and nobody could know what I really, um, you know, how good the quality would be of the things I would do myself or produce myself. Right. So um, I, I didn't have the full 100% of trust. So I, I, I kind of had to work towards that. Hmm. I kind of had to um, to prove <laughs> that, that I'm trustworthy in terms of production and uh, direction. Right. How did you guys come to? How did you come to to meet the label then? If if there wasn't stuff that you had been putting out beforehand, how did you come to their attention? It was a crazy coincidence. Or if you if you don't believe in coincidence, it was not a coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, yeah, it was. I was producing that first album myself, um, mm-hmm. just without anybody. I mean, with the people I had, but but um, you know, without a label or anything. Um, and then I applied at different uh, labels. Mm, and then, yeah, some labels were interested, but not the big ones. Right. And yeah, I suppose that, that a lot of the big ones don't hear the record anyway. Uh, I mean, don't listen to it anyway. Right. <laughs> so, right. um, and, and somebody confirmed that to me later. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. No. But yeah, it turned out there were a couple of uh, small labels interested, but it wasn't really working out. So I decided to put it out myself. Hmm. Exactly at that point where I made that decision, I had um, a small gig um, that I that I didn't feel like doing at that at that day. Right. <laughs> so I went anyways, and then I meet somebody who connected me with a manager. Um, and that manager, he was really interested in my music. And he first offered me to just be there to give me some tips and to answer questions if I had some. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, he he said uh, he wanted to be my manager and like connect me to to people and stuff. And that's what's been happening. And he he got all the contacts to the big labels. So um, Universal was interested, but they wow. were asking me to change uh, the language to do it in German because German <laughs> is really working here in Germany. Okay. But I didn't feel like that, so that was no option. Mm. And then Warner was interested as well, and that finally did happen. Mm. That's cool. I mean, it's you mentioned as well about the people that you work with. There are some amazing names attached to this from, um, you know, yourself with Ray Angry uh, on piano. Olivia St. Louis uh, helps with writing on on several songs. You've got um, the best drummer we know, uh, Magro Mathis, uh, (laughs) on pretty much every song. Casey Benjamin as well, who I'm a real huge fan of on saxophone. Can I ask about the Casey Benjamin collaboration? Sure. I was curious how that one came about. Yeah, I mean, 
that was that was pretty much you know I, I was thinking about producers I could work with and was talking with the label back and forth of about which producers to ask and um and and also about the instrumentalists of course mm. and there was just one song there was there was this song uh, thinking about you and yeah. I felt like there needs to be a solo at that point uh, right. this song has got to be a solo <laughs> and um um to have a solo sorry and um and i was thinking of who like who could play this <laughs> and then of course i was a huge fan or I still am a huge fan of the whole robert clasp experiment right yeah. yeah yeah and i was um a huge fan of casey benjamin of course as well and um I was already in contact with Ray Angry back then because I I met him because of um because of Ray Daly, uh I mean Jack Daly, right? Uh, who's a yeah. bass player who lives near New York, New York as well and I produced with him a couple of songs. Mm -hmm. mm. And through him I met Ray and through Ray I got to um contact um Casey and then that came about he was interesting in in this music and and then uh yeah we finally recorded in new york at i i don't i forget the name but uh, yeah somehow in in a studio in manhattan and it was a Amazing. great experience that's awesome that's actually my favorite song from the album as well which is uh yeah, ah, cool. that's so cool and uh, my final question if i may about the album i was another one i've always been very curious about is the the prince cover of yeah. nothing compares to you what made you want to tackle that one is that a song that you always had an affinity with are you a prince fan are you a Sinead o'connor fan what kind of drew you to that one that was um there was uh different things went into that first of all i'm a huge prince fan Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, it's just I. I think he's he was just really inspirational. Um, you know, uh, this was perfection <laughs> at the highest level. Right. So, um, so that first of all, um, but I could never imagine to cover anything. I didn't think about that at all. But my manager, who I worked with back then, he um, he said, "Why why don't you do a cover?" Of, of, of a Prince song. And then um, I felt like, yeah, can I really do that? <laughs> is, <laughs> is that even allowed, you know? Because, Usually it isn't. He, he, no, he yeah. He it, doesn't he? Yeah, totally. So, um, but but we tried different things and Macro was involved in that as a producer. Mm. And um, yeah, he was the one who came up with uh, with these great harmonies. And I loved it. And yeah, we worked on that for a while. And then we all decided to put it on the album as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great version of the song as well. So yeah, congratulations you. to you all because it's, it's, it's awesome. But um, I'm, still, I'm still kind of humble about it, you know, because I think it's, it's, it's ha it has a totally different vibe. Yeah. And I like the song as well. But, but still, I'm kind of like... Was I even supposed to do that? <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing. But I, I think for such a well-known song, if you had done it the way, say, Sinead O'Connor had done it, then why do it, right? It has sure, to be a whole new vibe. Different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. so you, and yeah, and you guys did a great job with it. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a bold well, song to cover, isn't it? So, no, it has to kind of go, it's like a completely different 
take you know so no yeah, I, yeah great job Thank um you. i guess when you're at that point kind of at the point where you're at now when you've mm-hmm. album number one is done and then now it's a case of okay we, now it's we <laughs> move forward uh you know and you start to think about the next project again like i say album number two is done and now yeah. do you have that process where you're kind of like i'm just i'm really keen i want to start making music again straight away or are you kind of like i just i need to <laughs> to kind of stop for a second and and just kind of you know see this see what worked digest things and kind of move forward accordingly or are you always just you know i need to start work on on, on whatever's next the next single the next album yeah Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's different answers for each album you're going to say now. No, it's it's basically I can't answer that at all in terms of like how it is uh, all the time. It's it's different. Mm. Um, I pretty much go with my inspiration, inspirational flow. So um, you know, sometimes I have to wait for a while to find new inspiration. Um, and my experience definitely is that I, if I try to do something without inspiration, it's wasted time. I mean, I mean, there's some value in that as well because it's just practicing and stuff. But um, but it's always better to wait for that internal inspiration. Right. And um, and sometimes that happens right away, even before the the song I was currently working on is uh, already released. Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. Um, and sometimes I have to wait for a couple of days or weeks, even. Right. Right. Okay. So I guess that that leads us to uh, to change, um, yeah. and um, uh, it's you know uh, twelve tracks. We've got feminine energy, which had uh, obviously uh, a release from uh, previously. Yeah. Um, it's and again, there are some great singles that you you know you, that could have comprised more than half of the album with everything that you've released before. Cage is another wonderful song um, that I would urge anyone uh, to go out and check out um, as well. Um, not housed on the album, but another brilliant yeah. single of yours that you, you put you. out. So it's um, yeah, awesome. I think stuff. it's a really underrated one. Yeah, uh, I would yeah. I would love. To, um, I would love for people to listen to it because I really love that song, mm. but it didn't quite fit on the album as a you know from from the mood and sound. So I yeah. wanted to, to I wanted it to stand on its own. Um, but it's it's I think it's kind of underrated. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great song. We played the we played the heck out of it. So it's um it is a really wonderful song. Um, um but I guess that takes it also, you know, feminine energy is is a mm-hmm. song that that did come out around that time as well that you mm-hmm. released Cage, I think, but has found its place on the album. And we mentioned there's a there's a bonus version of it, an alternate mix yeah. uh, available. I mean, what what is it putting together a song like that? I mean, that was I imagine inspired by events that were happening in the media and 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 things like that around that time. Um, um, with uh, Me Too and uh, Harvey Weinstein and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, was it created in, in direct response to things that were happening at that point? It was, I would not say it was a direct response, but it was certainly shaped by all of that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would say around that time, um, I was also, you know, questioning what femininity really means to myself. Right. Um. Uh, what what is the essence of it and what what's the role in the world of the feminine you know and um not just in terms of women but but just in terms of an energy 
that's there in, in right. contrast to the masculine energy or a, a, anything in between. Um, and yeah, I tried to, I tried to put into words, you know, I first had that beat that I did with Ray angry, uh, mm -hmm. way before that. And, um, I had, I had that beat for a long time and I didn't exactly know what to do with it, but I really, really loved it. Um, and at that point I felt like, okay, this is the perfect, uh, theme to, to use that beat, you know, right. Energy because the beat felt like it has a, a certain roughness. It's really, it's really um, direct and rough. But also, there's something floating above that, you know. And mm. that to me felt like that's the essence of the feminine. It's like it's it's that mix of um, being very direct and very uh, straightforward and um, emotional. Um, but also kind of loose and dreamy and yeah. And emotional. I mean, that's the, th the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's to me, it's a mix of being, um, you know, down to earth, but a lot, um, floating around as well. Mm -hmm. So I tried to put into words what I felt was the feminine energy, not in terms of women, as I said, but, uh, more in terms of an, um, of a meta meta energy so right. i tried to combine that that down-to-earth feminine woman feeling with this meta feeling of feminine you know you know what, what i'm talking about no i do yeah it's uh, that's amazing it's i mean it's for me to put it into words but I <laughs> no i think it, yeah I, i think those are almost um uh, uh kind of it's almost like both versions of the song, the alternate mix at the end captures mm -hmm. the second thing of what you're saying as well, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it, I think as that as an explanation is, is, is brilliant because both versions of the song, the first, the original version is very like anthemic, mm -hmm. you know, where it's very, it's, you know, it's stand up and kind of be noticed and take pride, et cetera. And then you have the, that alternate mix, which provides, provides that other, kind of aesthetic that other meaning to the term as you you explained it which so I think it no it makes all the sense in the world yeah and and maybe maybe I can add this um around the time the feminine energy was released in 2020 um I felt like okay there's so much stuff happening in the world right now that's really wide-ranging and crazy and insane you know the whole climate thing then corona was new right um then, you know, globalization, all these big topics that shape humanity at the moment. Um, I felt like this has to, this has something to do with an imbalance between masculine and feminine energy right. in the world. Not, not just in terms of women and men, but also, um, you know, what, what kind of energy is, is popular or, um, or more suppressed. And I feel like the feminine is still much more suppressed. Not even, hmm. uh, not, not only uh, that women and all people who identify as women are suppressed, but, but also within a man, you know, because everybody holds both kind of energies and a, right. and a mix of it, of them both. Um, but I feel like it's, it's cooler. It's more popular to have that masculine um, outgoing energy right. of like, yeah, 
I've, I'm working really hard and I, I, I strive towards my goals and I'm, I'm never emotional and uh, down and anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, completely. It's a mm. again. It's a it's brilliant. Uh, it's a great perspective. You're and that's why, right. yeah. yeah, that's why that's why I thought I had to say on that song, um, feminine energy may be the remedy. That just popped into yeah. my mind. I had to put it on that. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's well, it's a great take. You're absolutely right. It's that harmony between and that balance between us as individuals and as a society, isn't it? So no, yeah. I, I make, it makes all the sense in the world. It's a great yeah. uh, it's a great take on this on it. So yeah. Uh, amazing um uh it's uh, i guess we could probably say also that i mean the single that is that came out there were, there were two singles kind of riding high um from the change album at the moment with too good which is just glorious it is the most <laughs> infectious song um and uh who who you are Uh, mm-hmm. as well which is a, a you know much kind of a it's, it's one of the sort of the i use the term ballads it's not really one of the ballads mm-hmm. really, but it's a much slower pace than say too good but uh, i mean the too good video for example um mm-hmm. uh, do you enjoy making videos in general yeah i love making oh, videos <laughs> I think that's just that's just another way to to get across the message and the vibe of a song and and also i'm just a huge fan of cool videos you know i love yeah. this art I thought High Life was a great video as well. Yeah, I love that too. That was yeah. um, the idea for this video uh, was from the from the what's that word uh, director? Yeah, mm. um, he had this idea to compare the message of the song, which is like you know you you, you maybe uh, have not reached your goals yet. But you keep doing it, and it's a hustle sometimes. But you keep doing it and keep doing it. Mm. Yeah, message, and he had the idea to um, to to use um, this image of you know me going in a restaurant and really looking forward to these fries <laughs> that right. I'm ordering. But then a lot of things happen, so I don't get them. And yeah, and in the end. I won't spoil it here for everybody who hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a great, the waitress is hilarious in it as well. It's she, my sister, like, did you know she, that? Is she your sister? I didn't know. Yeah. She's very good. Does she act? I thought she was, she's such a great kind of shrug his shoulders, kind of another customer, yeah, she, I want to go home. <laughs> she actually is an actress. So, so uh, this also was the first opportunity to really feature her. Oh, wow. In a, Brilliant. You know, you know when, when the concept is that there's just me and another person. Yeah. So it was a great opportunity. And I think she really did, did a, uh, an amazing job. I really love it. She does. Yeah. It's, uh, you, yeah, you both worked it quite well together with her not being interested and you kind of like, just give me the fry. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's a really great video. Great song as well. Um, Yeah, uh, but I guess and with too good as well. Another another song with a great message and mm-hmm. a super cool video of you guys just sort of uh, driving around and stuff. That was yeah. that was fun to shoot. Yeah, that was amazing. Was actually um, when did we do it? I I can't remember exactly, mm, but it was it's, it was very empty on the streets when we did that. That mm. was a surprise. Um, I mean, it was very late. Obviously, we shot mm. it in the night, and it was. Ah, yeah, that's maybe interesting to mention. It was, um, we did a double shooting with, um, um, like, shooting the video for Too Good first. 
and then in the same night when uh when the sun was close to rising again uh we shot the video for who you are oh wow that was in one in one turn Gosh. um yeah and it was um a long ride but it was worth it and it was uh really fun with the crew mm. that's yes that's a heck of a night wow amazing uh, are there more videos that you guys have planned for the for the album yeah basically there's one video that's uh, gonna be out on the release day it's the video for the title track change oh brilliant yeah and i'm really looking forward to releasing that it's a really special one. Oh, excellent yeah that's a great song as well so uh, yeah I, I certainly look forward to uh to seeing the visuals for it as well so yeah awesome stuff um what, what kind of um what else about the album um i mean there's there's some great collaborators um from um you know obviously you and magro have worked fantastically uh, yeah he's always as well <laughs> yeah actually well let's let's talk i was going to talk about, i was going to mention him a little later but he's yeah. he, you know he's certainly someone to talk i was fortunate to talk to him uh, earlier this year and i got to ask him about you know working with you and um you know how that process is because you're so yeah. involved in each other's uh projects he's been i think he drums on almost every song on the first album i know he's heavily involved in this one yeah. you've done some great vocals uh for his past projects with running and floating yeah. freely just it's just magic um those songs as well so what is the process for you guys when you work together because it's a great combination yeah thank you so much um so we have been working together for a long time basically since since i started and he i mean he started his project i mean his own project really um just two years ago so uh, i was i was obviously um there from the beginning as well and we just have been working so much together that we know we already um we also have influenced each other with our tastes yeah you know and um the greatest thing that i mean the most value we get from from working together is um that there's just there's not just one producer who does who produces something like me mm. or him um but it's always the other one is always looking looking on the track and giving their feedback and changing little things and doing some tweaks here and there so it's it's always that um that extra ears pair of ears you right. know um and brain that goes into a song so that adds and um i'm really grateful for that because um yeah it has certainly um speeded up the development mm. It's uh yeah, it's a great combo. Do you do you reckon you guys will ever kind of collab under like a, a joined name, like you know, like a uh, basically like as one name as a duo, and then put something out under the sort of that collective or anything like that? I don't know. I I really can't answer that. Mm. Who knows? It's not planned, but yeah. um, I wouldn't say never. It's not needed, I guess, because it's already so much out there, isn't it? Of, of sort of True. Your, your solo stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just always curious if, if there'd ever be like, hey, we should be an actual group, you know, and uh, and put something else, uh, something out under a new kind of avenue. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. That that's that's for sure. I want yeah. credit for it when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for now, we both enjoy um, that that we have our independent projects as sure. well. As we have a, a slightly different turn on on the music, right? Um, but but still, there's so much um, that overlaps 
that's obvious. So, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah, I like I like the, the the way you kind of incorporate collaboration into your music is always really encouraging because you're you seem very open, to, as you said, to sort of new ideas and new perspectives on things, and you've got such a great lineup of people that you must be really excited about having worked with and as as they would be with you um but uh, i guess for for this album as well from you know we mentioned magro you've got um the rapper stimulus uh, yeah. is on there who who has a great um has a great verse on there and um the current single who you are uh rob araju am i pronouncing that correctly yeah it's difficult Arajo. that's a great uh, another another wonderful song another great collaborator i can ask about uh, the rob araju song how did that one yeah. come about um this one came about because i was playing with um with a band that was based in la back in 2006 18 18 right. um i was um having a couple of shows with them and one of the one of the guys in my band back then was uh rob so um how did i approach him i just hit him up on instagram to be honest because i knew about him um and i just wrote him and we happened to to play a couple of shows together and then after um you know it was the idea to keep this band um to play with international people but in the practice it turned out after a while that it's not possible you know money right. money wise um so uh, yeah but with rob i was um in touch for all these years since mm. um because he's just yeah i don't know i'm just a huge fan of what he does and his approach to music and mm. it is inspirational how you know how how involved and how passionate he is right with the things that he do, he does and how he plays live and so um yeah we were sending each other um stuff music back and forth and at some point i just heard this beat of his and i i uh, yeah i felt that it that was the one yeah that was the one <laughs> i I had to do a verse on that and it was it was actually one of the songs um one of the quickest songs I ever wrote. Oh wow. You know the the words just came and it was really um yeah a quick yeah. process actually. Do you do you think you'll be able to start um um how things are from a touring perspective uh over there but are you are you able to kind of start to hit the road and perform um places and promote the album in that way? For, it's really difficult at the moment. Mm. So planning is really difficult. So um, I'm putting together a tour for next year, summer. Um, but I don't know yet. Um, I, I can't say much about it yeah. yet. So um, sure. a lot of things are not confirmed yet. Yeah. Um, there's just, there's one show that's confirmed for sure. It's in Berlin on um, May 7th. And it's gonna be really amazing because it's a special um, lineup. I I play I play the show with a uh, string quartet and wow. some backing vocals. So wow. I'm really excited about that one already. Um, but there's gonna be more uh, yeah. tour days for sure. I mean, but but you... but it's not it's not um, you know it's not really possible to do a a really big tour mm. through different countries and stuff like that. I mean yeah. I try try everything i want to play in the uk for example 
mm. but still trying to figure that out. Are you, are you, have you missed performing? Have you? Is it something that you've you know been uh, been looking forward to, kind of performing the the music in in that in that respect? Definitely, mm. you know, it it's such a different feel to to perform. I mean, it's it's just like I love producing and that stuff. Um, I mean, that's 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 most of where my time goes. Mm. Mm. But uh, but also the touring thing and the playing live thing, it's so important for the connection. And I just feel like okay, it's I'm I'm only complete if I combine those two. Right. That's a nice that's a nice way of putting it. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah. I imagine anyone would get who would get the opportunity over the upcoming well months or year uh to kind of have 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 the chance to see you kind of perform this stuff would would be in for a real a uh, real treat I imagine it's going to be uh, a heck of an experience so and you've yeah. got some great material to kind of be putting out there as well so really really exciting stuff so um yeah a huge congratulations for uh for, for the album and everything you've done before you that so I mean it's it's an incredible kind of catalog of music an incredible career you've done some amazing things so uh, I, I hope you you take the time to I know you're setting standards and you're shooting for things but I always you know think it's important to take that time to say hey I've done pretty well so far so <laughs> yeah amazing stuff That's so, so true. yeah yeah but thank you so much i no, really appreciate it, it it's an absolute pleasure and thank you so much i've really enjoyed kind of having the chance to to kind of hang out with you and stuff like that and kind of figure out you know get to learn how your processes work and inspirations and stuff like that so uh it's yeah it's a real pleasure so um thank you so much um we talked Likewise. about a closing so it's very kind uh we <laughs> talked about a, a closing song something that you would pick to uh kind of send people home uh very very happy with is there a, mo- a song that you had a moment to kind of pick out um as something that you'd like to to kind of leave uh, listeners with yeah yeah i thought about um i i was I picked um, Clouds, the one with Stimulus. Nice, wow. Um, because, you know, the album is called Change and um, it's it's really a lot about the changes that happen outside and inside um, or the chances of, of making changes inside and outside. Right. Mm. And it's a really, um, the energy on the album is a lot going forward and... Um, you know, hands-on and being active and pushing. Mm. But there's also another aspect, which is also visible on the cover because I have this, this you know, this mix of solid concrete, but then um, clouds in the background. And mm. I'm kind of entering another dimension, but still in contact with this, with this concrete. Um, so clouds is actually... Um, putting into sound and into words this other floating dimension that's in the album as well. It's kind of the counterpart to change. And um, I want to leave people with that, um, with that feeling of uh, ease and floating and free-falling. Have you ever tried to catch a cloud? I'm falling, I'm falling down I'm falling falling down I'm falling oh falling down so many times 
hands at the edge of my fingertips Visions of soft edges welcome me like pucker lips Before the first kiss, dreams of fears a curse mix You never know until you jump how far the low is Or how high the dances day at night time In slow motion over oceans and skylines Perfect design and undefined but clear sign Should I read it? Is the meaning for my eyes? Or deleted, written traces of my lies Likely feed this river of tears from my eyes I see the size but defy and deny Trying to catch the part of we I divide Oh, falling, falling down One fell into my lap, it was by chance This time a victor, not a victim of circumstance A long glance, a brief touch on soft hands We never danced, but shared music, romance Hidden in words, spoken by others, no chance To paint the wonders we discovered, we brushed past All the warnings, all the mornings that didn't last Days turned to years, sacred like stained glass Have you ever tried to catch a cloud? Oh no. 